All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome to Invest Wisely, a program hosted by Walt Secura, who is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors here in Fairlawn at the Fairlawn West office of the R.W. Baird Company, 3560 West Market Street in that town. He's going to talk the next half hour about the market as it is today and welcomes your calls about a particular stocks you might think about, uh, about investing in the market, about a- how Akron Wealth Advisors invest their clients' money directly into portfolios of individual stocks in the market of all stripe, as they say. So our number is 330-673-1234 and outside of Akron and on WNIR.com. It's toll free at 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, once again, the market is uh, reeling from the impact of the COVID-19 virus. This is, we thought maybe things would get a little better, but they're actually getting worse, and the market is starting to get a little jittery about that. For sure, Bob. I, I think what you saw last week was just that. Um, you know, you, you've been, we've seen a big recovery uh, from that March time frame, and, you know, everybody's worried about that second wave, which we've been talking about, and uh, there were definitely risks as we started to open up the economy and, and the country that, you know, there could be more infections. I think Again, the data, you know, is mixed. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people, experts out there saying that our healthcare system is in really good shape um, with the amount of ventilators that we made, the hospital beds available. Uh, there are some hot pockets in the country like Florida and Texas uh, where, you know, it, it, that's not the case. And, you know, we see some closings, uh, you know, starting to come in again. And so you just worry about the, you know, this economy is very fragile. Um you know, we've taken a big hit, and again, we're we're hoping that things, you know, uh, get back to uh, to to whatever normal. You know, we put that in parentheses that normalcy is uh, as we get into the last quarter of next year. Uh, but the market, you know, ended the week uh, last week off three point three percent, as measured by the Dow Jones Industrial Average Ad Index. We closed it twenty five thousand fifteen point five five, so it was off eight hundred fifty five points for the week. Uh, Year-to-date, we're still off about 12% on that Dow. Uh, The S&P, which is another, the S&P 500 index, which is another measure of the market, was off about 2.9% for the week, uh, closed at 3,009.05. And again, year-to-date off about 6.9%. The NASDAQ still is positive for the year, up 8.7%. Last week was off 1.9%. And the Russell 2000, that measure of the smaller stocks, uh, was off 2.8% last week, again, off 17.3% year-to-date. So, again, overall, you know, uh, a lot of investor portfolios are probably down for the year. Um, 
And then as far as the fixed income market goes, you know, we see very low interest rates, which we expect to continue for some time. You know, probably the next two years as the Fed has kind of tipped its hat and said that they're, you know, going to be very accommodated and try to support the economy the best they can. Uh, we got, um, you know, treasury rates uh, at uh, the 10-year treasuries at 0.64%. And, um, you know, if you go back to the beginning of the year, we were at one92 So, uh, we we've seen really you know rates rates drop pretty dramatically. Now also from the Fed some news last week they were considering uh, mandating that banks suspend stock buybacks and put a cap on dividends. Now what would that mean for the market ahead? Well, I think it just shows the prudence. Um, you know, you go back to the financial crisis of two thousand and seven and two thousand and eight, and we know that the banking system is essential. You know, to keeping our economy running and. Uh, you know, the banks are in pretty good shape um, as we look at balance sheets and we look at reserves. You know, they reserved a lot of money, uh, you know, for bad loans and for people that couldn't make payments. And, uh, you know, the Federal Reserve is just being cautious. They ran their stress tests as they do to, you know, check the viability of the banks. And they just issued that guidance, you know, that they shouldn't be using their free cash to buy back uh, stock shares just to, you know, prop up their stock prices that, they should cap their dividends, and any future increase in dividends has to be tied uh, to some types of, of earnings gains, which, again, just shows the, you know, I think really good governance, really good policy, you know, trying to make sure we keep our financial system healthy. Uh, the last thing we need is bank failures, and, uh, you know, that always sends people panicking. And, you know, we just we really have to control the fear and the panic. Um, we already have done so much damage this year with, uh, you know, the social unrest and the COVID-19, you know, there's a lot of people out there scared, and uh, we just want to make sure there's no more shocks to the system that could scare people. It's time to talk about stocks, too, with Walt Secure of Akron Wealth Advisors and Fairlawn. You can call with any particular questions about a stock that you may be following. Maybe you're considering buying the stock, or maybe you think it's time to sell that stock, or, or just kind of curious about what uh, Walt thinks about a particular issue. You can call us with those specific questions now at 330-673-1234. And outside of Akron and on WNIR.com, it is toll-free at 800-669-4100. So give us a call and talk to Walt with any questions you have about stocks in our Stock Talk segment. Uh, looking at some of the issues out there in the big companies, a uh, lot, of, lot of press on Facebook lately. Uh, it seems a lot of big companies are, are upset with Facebook or even pulling their ads, saying that the uh, online service has failed to uh, police what they call hate speech and disinformation on the platform. Now, what does that mean for the company, and what do you think it really means for Facebook stock? Well, Facebook, you have to look at Facebook as, you know, a very viable platform with the amount of people that use it. Um, it's not going anywhere. However, it, it shows, you know, the power of this, um, you know, that what, what the social, uh, you know, impacts have. Um, you know, a lot of people or companies are stepping back and taking a look at their policies. Uh, there's this uh, Stop Hate for Profit campaign uh, that was started that's caught momentum and, a lot of companies, uh, Unilever, uh, Patagonia, uh, Verizon, Hershey's, Ben & Jerry's, you know, they've all started to step back and say they're not going to advertise uh, by social media for the month of July. Uh, and they may extend that, you know, depending on how these social media companies uh, react. I, I don't know if it's going to be a huge impact or not yet. Um, obviously, the trend is not something you like to see. Uh, but again, it's it's just the world we live in. You know, we're we're really uh, these companies come under a lot of pressure. 
Uh, it's incredibly hard, you know, for Facebook. I, I read articles about how hard it is for them to police, you know, all the posting that goes on. And, you know, a lot of time you're making judgment calls. There's extreme pressure on, you know, the people that are doing this uh, policing, you know, of the of these uh, uh, posts. And a lot of times it's subject to a little bit of interpretation by the person that's doing the policing. Uh, but they said they'll they'll kind of go the route that Twitter did and start trying to, you know, tag political ads and, you know, at least put some disclaimers on some of the posts to, uh, again, make sure people look for the right information and understand the true issues. Uh, so, you know, Facebook for us, Bob, has been a good stock. You know, we got in it this year, um, earlier in the year, and, again, have had pretty good success with it. We bought some in early March, around $184 a share, about a little bit more near the end of March at $158 a share. Uh, the stock closed the week at 216. Um, so again, we're we're looking at it over the next three to five years. Uh, we know that you know pressure is going to be there on stocks sometimes, but you know Facebook is well run, and I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg at the top will do what he needs to do to you know deal with this social challenge and and make sure that the company comes uh, forward in the best way possible. Now, you also uh, noted that uh, Big Lots, the uh, retail store, the discount retail store, uh, was uh, up really large this past week in its stock price. Do you think they're going to be another winner in this uh, retail environment? They could be. You know, a lot of these deep discounters, Bob, if, uh, in, in Big Lots did something very interesting. Um, they freed up a lot of cash by basically selling off some of their real estate, some of their distribution centers, and um, leased them back. They they sold these centers to a firm called Oak Street. Uh, they did that, you know, prior to the the you know the pandemic, and and it was a really good move for them. It freed up a lot of cash, and uh, the company showed some really good results. You know, revenue up eleven percent, profits up thirty seven percent. And again, I think it shows maybe shopping patterns that when people do venture out, you know, a lot of these stores tend to be closer in the communities to the households where people live. They're little smaller stores. You know, I think that's what people are looking for now as they head out in public. You know, maybe not as much traffic and uh, stores that are a little closer to the house. So that's a pretty good deal then. Would you, uh, again, increase your position in a big lot, you think, this year? Uh, we, you know, we don't own it currently, Bob, but I mean, we're looking at it and, uh, it's, it's definitely those deep discounters, you know, the Dollar Generals, the Dollar Tree, Big Lots. I mean, they definitely caught our attention. Um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, they're, um, you know, they're bigger discounters than Walmart in the way that they sell, uh, you know, sell products. Another stock, uh, Nike, the shoe people, uh, their earnings were reported uh, last week, and uh, they have dipped lower. Now, many people were disappointed. What do you think about uh, what's going to happen to Nike? Yeah, Nike got a pass. You know, they had some really bad results, um, you know, and, and again, I think everybody expected it. So when you look at their quarter, you know, their revenues were off 38%. Again, they were impacted because a lot of their manufacturing comes out of China. So again, the disruption was big to the supply chain as well as closing down a lot of their retail stores. <laughs> they did have an incredible increase in online shopping. It's probably one of the positive digital sales were up over 75% year over year. So again, it shows the patterns that people are going online to make purchases. Um, so again, you know, I think the biggest disappointment for Nike was uh, the street, you know, analysts and Wall Street expected them to at least show some kind of a profit, and they didn't for the quarter. I mean, they had a, a pretty sizable loss for the quarter, uh, and that's pretty interesting for a company like Nike. You know, I mean, it's uh, it was obviously a really difficult quarter for them. 
Uh, the stock was only off 2% last week, so again, a little bit of a pass. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure that's a stock that will be watched very closely, you know, as, as we go to the next quarter. We're talking to Walt Secura on Invest Wisely, the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors. They invest their clients' uh, uh, money into individual stock portfolios that the company designs and it runs and puts together for every particular client. If you'd like to call their office anytime and ask them about how to invest with them and the other services they provide through our Robert W. Baird Company, their number in Akron is 234 234- Four six six seven four seven six two three four four six six seven four seven six. And again, if you have any questions about about the stock market, about particular stocks, uh, give Walt a call right now. He's live on the air to talk with you at three three zero six seven three one two three four or eight hundred six six nine four one hundred, including on WNIR dot com. A couple more companies are worth mentioning. Uh, Nvidia, the uh, semiconductor company, they're branching out into all. Different forms of, of that uh, general area of technology, data centers, gaming, artificial intelligence, and a partnership even now with the uh, vehicle maker Mercedes. Uh, what do you think that means to NVIDIA in how they would kind of innovate and transform their company? Yeah, Bob, NVIDIA has been a, a holding in our core equity portfolio for the last year. And again, it, you know, incredible performance with NVIDIA. I mean, they've done a, a really good job uh, with the company. Uh, we bought the stock last June, June 26th, at $159 a share. Closed last week at $366, um, you know, up almost 128% over that period of time. Year-to-date, it's up 55%, so a stock that's performed very well. I think a lot of people misunderstand it. It is a semiconductor stock, and a lot of people see it as a gaming stock. They do, they do make those semiconductors, the chips that actually run a lot of the games, the gaming units, and uh, the visual displays that you know people do when they're playing online gaming or, or computer gaming. Uh, but at the same time, as you said, they've, they've kind of ventured into data centers, which is now over a $6 billion business for them. Um, they've also are at the core of artificial intelligence. So, uh, you know, again, I always try to get my head around these things. And um, it's, it's difficult, you know, when you're not a techie um, you know, to understand some of these things. But just the pixelization, I guess, the, the amount of complexity, uh, that their chips actually create graphics and three vectors, um, which again you know makes my head spin a little bit when I read these things. But uh, you know, very powerful chips, but also powerful software, um, a system that they call CUDA. Um, and again, they're at the center, and and a lot of these um, you know testing and algorithms and things that are being you know put in place for artificial intelligence are using Nvidia chips and Nvidia uh, programming because it's it's at the leading edge. Uh, so there's a lot of competitors out there. You know, companies like Intel and so forth won't sit around. You know, they're going to try to be competitive. But, you know, once you get a lead, you know, that, that means a lot. And, you know, video will do everything it can to hold on to it. Um, their deal with Mercedes um, is is somewhat transformational. I think the, the CEO of the company, Jensen Wong, uh, said this is kind of the iPhone moment for the car industry. So, I mean, again, maybe a little bit sensationalized there, but... You know, really interesting technology and really interesting uh, applications. And, uh, you know, when you talk about, you know, cars that drive themselves and, you know, the amount of technology that can be brought to a car, um, you know, I think if you think about it from the perspective of, you know, if you think back 15, 20 years ago, you never thought you'd probably be able to do and have the technology you have in the car now. So just, you know, a little bit of imagination probably lets you see the potential as you look forward over the next five and ten years. Another note, this kind of blew me away. Speculation on the street is that Amazon 
could be looking at buying the Macy's stores, the uh, traditional brick-and-mortar department stores. That uh, is kind of wild. Uh, do you think that kind of rumor is, is, is substantial? Do you think there's any, any truth to that? could make some sense, Bob. You know, if you look at it from the perspective of, um, you know, Amazon did buy Whole Foods back in 2017, so they did buy brick-and-mortar. Uh, Macy's is trading at a serious discount. You know, I mean, if you look at this year, I mean, the stock is significantly down. What it would give Amazon is, you know, more uh, exposure into brick and mortar. It would allow them to really get a foothold into apparel and footwear where they don't have as much. Um, and also, some uh, they, Amazon struggled a little bit with name brands, you know, branded apparel companies. Uh, have really kind of stayed away from Amazon. So if you think about the branding uh, that you have at Macy's, if you integrated that into Amazon, it could be pretty powerful. You know, when you think of Amazon, they have 38% of the e-commerce market, but only 5.6% of all retail. So there's a lot of potential for Amazon. Everybody sees them as such a big, big player, which they are. But, you know, when you think about only 5.6% of all retail sales out there, they, they have a long way to go. So, uh, if they have cash on hand, they're generating a lot of free cash flow. And again, when these companies are struggling and you know their prices are so low, this this is the time that you know companies with financial power can come up and sometimes do something. So uh, we we don't know if that rumor is true or not. Obviously, we surely wouldn't trade on it. But I mean, if you just apply some logic, you know, things like that probably are being looked at by companies like Amazon. Once again, Walt Secure is our expert from Akron Wealth Advisors in Fairlawn at 3560 West Market Street. And once more, you can talk with him about the market, about investing at 330-673-1234. Last week, uh, the Barron's Magazine came out with a list of what they said were 100 companies rated on their sustainability uh, efforts. Uh, First of all, how do you define sustainability? And is that really important if you're investing in a company? It, it is, Bob. Sustainability is, is a new term. I think it's more important than ever if you think about the social issues that are going on today. Uh, sustainability means that companies should focus on more than profit, you know, that basically a company should be thinking not only about the present, they should be thinking about the future, they should be thinking about generations, they should be thinking about profits as well as planet and people. And I think those are the pillars of sustainability, you know, that basically you balance the profit planet and people uh, as you run a company. So I think, you know, it's important, and it's more important for millennials. It's more important for people that, you know, the next generation of investors, I think, care a lot more. Uh, They just don't want to see companies that are making a lot of money. They want to see companies that are doing some good and, you know, protecting the planet and, and making good workplaces and diversity and you know, all the things that I think are, are really hot buttons in today's society. So I think sustainability matters. It matters more than ever. And, you know, paying attention to companies that rank high on that as well as, you know, are good investments and make good profitability makes a lot of sense. Now, at Akron Wealth Advisors, are you invested in any of those companies on this sustainability list? Yeah, Bob, we looked at the 100. Uh, we own 14 of them, um, so in different portfolios, so pretty good representation. you got to remember our portfolios are pretty focused, so... You know, we own between 20 and 30 stocks in our three portfolios. So, you know, 14 is pretty good representation uh, for us. And, you know, a lot of the companies on here are in our research universe, so they may not be in our portfolios, but there there are a lot of companies on here we pay really close attention to. Now, when you look at that Barron's list, did you see any other new companies that you're not invested in now that you think you might be a good buy? 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's some good names on there. So I would tell anybody out there listening, take a look at that list. I mean, there's some good names to pay attention to. And if you want to hear what we're looking at, you can definitely give us a call. Again, that's this week's Barron's Magazine, the list of 100, what they consider the most uh, sustainable uh, companies rated on sustainability in, uh, in, the, in the marketplace. Uh, once more, uh, Walt Sikari is our expert. Uh, he is with the Akron Wealth Advisors. They're part of the Robert W. Barrett Organization. Robert W. Barrett is an organization that also Akron Wealth Advisors. They provide uh, more than just investment in investing in individual stocks with their clients. They also provide full financial plans, a plan for retirement. They'll do estate plan reviews, tax reviews. They'll uh, give you advice on on stretch IRAs, required minimum distributions, uh, Roth conversions, uh, Social Security analyses, stock options analyses, transaction tax analyses. They provide all these services for their clients. And uh, this is, it's, again, an unusual tax year. Uh, most everybody uh, uh, can wait to file their taxes now until October because of the uh, pandemic hit right at tax time. Although, as a reminder, though, you do have to pay any money you owe uh, not from the April taxes in April, but you have to pay that uh, in this July 15th. But in, So a lot of people are still doing their taxes. Uh, what is the uh, function of a tax return analysis? Now, you're not accountants, so you don't prepare the return, but what do you look at as investment advisors at, at a tax return? Yeah, Baird, you know, we employ a, a lot of really talented people, Bob, and we have a big wealth planning department um, out of Milwaukee. Uh, we have some experts on that team that, you know, have a lot of tax background and, again, can speak the tax, tax language. Um, so, again, even though that we're not able to provide advice, we can definitely do reviews and we can definitely um, just tell people issues that we see or things that they may want to go back and coordinate and talk to their tax advisor about. So, if somebody gives us a tax return, you know, we do a complete analysis of that. We, you know, we look at things like dividends, you know, whether they're qualified or non-qualified, uh, the type of interest that you're being, you know, you're generating capital gains that are coming out of maybe different investments. Uh, you know, we take, uh, you know, a full, full analysis of how maybe those, uh, that, that might lead us again to look at the way the accounts are structured and where you're holding certain assets, if it's in a taxable or non-taxable account. And again, there may be some guidance to say, hey, have you considered this? Or this might be something you want to go back and talk to your your CPA or your whoever, you know, provides your tax returns and, you know, ask them some questions to see if maybe these changes might make some sense. So, uh, it's it's a great service. Um, you know, we've uh, we're very proud of the resources we have here at Baird, and you know that intellectual capital is there to take advantage of. So if anybody would you know want to do that, that's part of the service we provide. And uh, you know, it's a great entryway for somebody if they just got their tax return done to bring it to us, and uh, you know, let's do an analysis of that and show you the kind of work that we can do. And you can also do the financial planning and the retirement planning. Now, for many people, that's going to be the same uh, because uh, when people talk about a financial plan, if they're looking at, at the entire picture, it's going to end up really being a retirement plan. So when you look at somebody uh, in the aspect of uh, helping them do a financial plan or a retirement plan, what are some of the key elements that you uh, talk to them about in that plan? Well, I think the key, Bob, is really sitting down and talking about, you know, the key goals and objectives that someone has, um, being able to really quantify those and put them on paper. Um, and then, you know, just like any plan, you have to look at, you know, what somebody has, the realities of their situation. I mean, I think a lot of planning sometimes gets in the weeds and, you know, people are, are wishing for things. We, we spend a lot of time looking at reality 
Um, and, and building a good plan is, is showing what people have, what they can do. There's definitely uh, some changes that people have to make sometimes. And uh, if, if they say a goal is really, really important, then, you know, there's sacrifices that sometimes have to be made. You know, um, there's a, cash flow is important in a plan. So we take a look at where the cash flow is coming from, where the investments are. And, and again, then we try to maximize, uh, you know, uh, by putting that plan together, it makes it very, very clear for people to see where they stand, and we talk about where they want to be, and then, you know, you, you connect the dots, and uh, the behavior and the action has to take place after that. Now, for a lot of people, when they say financial plan, what they really mean is they want to maximize it and get the most return on whatever their investments are. You know, is just return on investments the only important part of a financial plan, or are there other aspects of it that are, that are either as important or maybe even more important? Well, there's there's a lot of issues that are more important, Bob. I mean, I think returns are only a portion of it. I think, you know, when you talk about family protection, uh, when you talk about financial security and, and you know, providing for loved ones, um, you know, making sure that you have uh, that, that thought out, you're protecting the right amount of risks in a plan. There's there's a lot of pieces, parts. Um you know, when you start to really, you know, think of a plan. Uh, so, yeah, returns are always important. It's it's something that we pay attention to. And, you know, there's risk analysis that has to be done when you talk about returns. You know, when you go after certain amounts, of, you know, certain returns, you, you could be taking on additional risk. So that's a discussion that you have to have as well. So it really has a lot to do with that initial meeting with the prospective clients when you sit down, or in this case, to probably talk over the phone or over, over Zoom or some other means of communication. But you really have to talk with them and learn a lot about them before you can actually say what would be the best fit in, the, as in their investment world. Yeah, I think, Bob, it's the initial conversation, but it's the relationship that you develop. You know, it's just like any relationship. You know, it's a... Uh, a lot of times when you go out on a date, you can have a great first date, but, you know, it's the second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, the four months from now, the year from now that matters most. You know, a lot of good relationships go sour because, you know, the people just don't know how to develop the relationship over time. A plan is dynamic. Uh, it has to be reviewed. It has to be changed. And, and people get more clarity as they go. You know, I think a lot of times when in the front end of a plan, people aren't sure. And they they become a lot more sure as time goes on. So, I, I think you have to have great communication. You have to trust the people that you work with, and you also have to have the hard discussions. You know, if it's you, you kind of know real quick when you meet somebody if you can be honest and open and have honest discussions with somebody. And uh, you know, sometimes that's somebody different typically than you'd hang out with. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it isn't always a friend necessarily. It's somebody that can challenge you sometimes and ask you the difficult questions. And you know, that's sometimes the people that make us the best. Walt Sakara is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors on West Market Street, 3560 West Market Street in Fairlight. So, Walt, uh, another week lies ahead of us. It is a holiday week, uh, so a lot of folks will be uh, uh, off, uh, I guess, on Friday. They're going to stop uh, trading uh, for the for the holiday, Fourth of July holiday. But in the main, what what can happen in the next week? It is, every week we ask this question, and every week something else weird happens. So, so what's in your crystal ball now? Well, you know, nothing's in our crystal ball, but, I mean, we're paying attention to a lot of stuff. I wish we had a crystal ball at times. Um, you know, we're going to see home sales reported next week. Um, you know, we're going to see uh, uh, supplies, uh, the, the Institute supply, supply Management will report their Purchasing Managers Index and also the Manufacturing Purchases Index. Um, 
And also we'll see some labor numbers at the end of the week on Thursday for job reports for June and, and uh, jobless claims uh, for the weekend in June 27th. That'll all matter. we got a couple more companies to report. We'll see FedEx's report on Tuesday and Constellation Brands and, and General Mills report on Wednesday. So we'll, we'll take a look at those as well. And and again, I think we'll we'll pay attention to all this rhetoric around the coronavirus and, and what it means to the economy and you know what different states are doing and, and how companies are reacting and, and also, you know, we're we're gonna get here real quick. This political uh season is gonna really heat up and you know, as we head on awards to November, uh, you know, that'll definitely start, you know, catching a lot more headlines uh, as we go forward. Well, again, Walt Sakara is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors, 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn, the Fairlawn West office of the Robert W. Baird Company. You can call them. What's more, they invest their clients' uh, uh, monies in uh, portfolios of individually owned stocks, not mutual funds or the like, but individually owned stocks in their custom-designed portfolios to meet the goals of, of their clients, young, old, and middle-aged. Give them a call and just talk with them for a bit. 234-466-7476 for Walt Sakura, Akron Wealth Wealth Advisors in Fairlawn, 234-466-7476 or toll-free, 844-388-4953, 844-388-4953. Tell them you heard them on WNIR Kent Akron. Walt, you have a great Fourth of July weekend. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Big Lots, Inc., symbol BIG. Dollar General Corporation, symbol DG. Dollar Tree Stores, Inc., symbol DLTR. Facebook, Inc., symbol FB. Intel Corporation, symbol INTC. Macy's, Inc., symbol M. Nike, Inc., symbol NKE. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA. And Walmart, Inc., symbol WMT. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.